908. Good morning, folks, and welcome. What do they call it? Tax dating, I guess. I think um, for some reason or other, I heard it was the 18th, but... Um, because today is uh, Emancipation Day. Okay, okay. Well... Most of my life, it's been the 15th. I guess the weekend and Emancipation Day and all that sort of thing has uh, affected all of that. Good morning, folks, and welcome. Um, Today is April 17th, however, and um, we got a free-for-all today. Hope you had a good weekend out there. I know Kid Fest was a big deal and always fun out there. Well, let's see. Let's do, uh, Don is here, of course, and um, let's do some of these um, on this day in history sort of thing. Um, <coughs> so we're talking about the date of April 17th. But in the year 1387, uh, Geoffrey Chan- uh, Chaucer's uh, Canterbury Tales characters begin their pilgrimage to Canterbury. At least that's according to scholars. Um, on this date in 1492, Christopher Columbus signs a contract with the Spanish monarchs to find the Indies with the stated goal of converting people to Catholicism. And uh, in return for that, he, got, he was to receive 10% of all riches found and the governorship of any lands encountered. Boy, here's a tough one. 1895, the Treaty of Shimonosuke. I don't know if I got it even close. Shimano Seki. Shimano Seki. That's what I'm going to go with. (laughs) Anyway, the treaty is signed, ending the first um, Sino Japanese War, um, which occurred from 1894 through 1890, I guess, to this date in 1895. Um. Skipping ahead to something that I remember um, is that of, um, let's see here. I forgot to turn my my phone down here. Okay, now it's set. Um, Let's see here. Uh, In 1961 on this date, 1,400 Cuban exiles land in the Bay of Pigs in a doomed attempt to overthrow Fidel Castro. I remember that. 1982, Canadian Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau and Queen Elizabeth II sign the Proclamation of the Constitution Act, which establishes Charter of Rights and Freedoms as part of the country's new constitution, Canada. Let's see here. Um... Well, here's a story. I've not heard anything about this. 
I guess former President Trump in some situations showed off um, the, the wristwatch he was wearing. Must have. And it says um, new smartwatch is shocking seniors. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure that's uh, really important. Famous birthdays. Here we go on. Uh, J.P. Morgan. 1837, he was born on this date. He died in 1913. J.P. Morgan. He was an American financer and investment banker who dominated corporate finance on Wall Street throughout the Gilded Age. As the head of the banking firm that ultimately became known as J.P. Morgan & Co., he was the driving force behind the wave of industrial consolidation in the United States spanning the late 19th and early 20th centuries. J.P. Morgan, banking, yep. Thornton Wilder, born on this date in 1897. He died in 1975. Thornton Wilder. He was an American playwright and novelist, and he won three Pulitzer Prizes for the novel The Bridge of San Luis Rey and for the plays Our Town and The Skin of Our Teeth and a U.S. National Book Award for the novel The Eighth Day. Uh, boy, this next one's a tough one. Siramavo ba Bandaranaiki. Something, I'm sorry, I did a terrible job, but Bandar, Bandar and Aiki. Uh, something like that. Anyway, she was born, this is a woman. She was born in 1916 on this date, and she died in 2000. Now, what do we have on her? She was a Sri Lankan politician, and she was the world's first female prime minister when she became the prime minister of Sri Lanka in 1960. Wow. First female prime minister. Okay. Here's someone I should know, and her picture looks familiar, but I don't know the name. I'm sorry. I should, I suppose. Victoria Beckham, who is uh, celebrating her 49th birthday today. Um, attractive gal. Who was she? Is she an actress or what? Uh, she was an English. She is an English fashion designer, fashion singer, designer, and television personality. And she rose to prominence in the '90s as a member of the girl group the Spice Girls, in which she was nicknamed Posh Spice. Okay. And uh, ever since the Spice Girls split up in 2001, she is signed to Virgin Records, and she has released uh, a self-titled debut solo album. Well. Um, let's see, two famous deaths um, are on the report today. Um, first would be that of Benjamin Franklin. Wow. Um, most of us should know certainly about him. But uh, he was born on this date in 1706. I'm sorry, that's not true. He died on this date in 1790. But he was born in 1706, so he made it to, what, 90, uh, 84 years of age. I think that's right. Um, in any case, he died on this date in 1790. So, uh, boy, you should have a lengthy list there. <laughs> uh, he was active as a writer, scientist, inventor, statesman, diplomat, printer, publisher, 
forger, and political philosopher. Uh, among the leading intellectuals of his time, Franklin was one of the founding fathers of the United States, a drafter and signer of the Declaration of Independence, and the first postmaster general. Wow. And the last one is that of Alexander Mackenzie, who died on this date in 1892. Um, he was born in 1822. Uh, so he made it 70 years, basically. Um, Alexander Mackenzie. He was a Scottish explorer and fur trader known for accomplishing the first crossing of North America in 1793. Actually, no, that's the wrong person. Because <laughs> he says he was born in 1822. Yes. Huh. What the? Um. Here we go. <laughs> Ah, you found him. Yeah, there, there was another Alexander Mackenzie. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one was a Canadian politician who served as the second Prime Minister of Canada and who was in office from 1873 to 1878. All right. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> That's okay. We, we got it worked out. Um, I... Let's look this up. Um... They're talking here that on April 17th, but they don't say what year. Um, but years ago, um, the first world championship boxing match. They say it was a brutal affair lasting nearly two and a half hours and stretching over 42 rounds. Um, were you able to find anything about the first world championship boxing match? It, um, I mean, based on the, um, little piece of graphics they have here, I think we're talking about a long time ago because it's, uh, kind of a, a crude, uh, drawing of the two boxing and um, not a photograph or anything like that. Um, what are we talking about? How long ago? Uh, April 17th, 1860. 1860. Okay. Well, that explains it. <laughs> but why in the world would they have a um, something that went 42? Did I say 42 rounds? I think so. Yeah, yes. Um Mercy. Um, have you ever been to a boxing match? I have not. Yeah, I the um, I can't remember if it was the sports administration program or what, but one of our um, graduate um, schools on campus used to have a boxing match. As I recall, it was each spring. But I may be wrong with that. And it was held in Bird Arena without the ice and everything. <laughs> and um, they, you know, they even set up chairs like where much of the ice was. And then it had a boxing ring in uh, the middle of everything. And it was interesting, but I, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea exactly. So... 
Anyway, boxing. And that was 1860, right? Wow. Yes. Okay, let's see here. What else do we have? I guess that's uh, most of those sort of things. Um, let's see here. Uh, a story that's certainly been being covered in the news. SpaceX. Um, it says SpaceX will attempt to launch its massive Starship launch vehicle this morning. A key step toward the company's ambitions of ferrying humans to Mars and potentially beyond. The system, made up of a first-stage booster and a reusable spacecraft, is both the tallest and the most powerful rocket ever assembled. Um, let's see. Have you found anything on that? Where where is um, the SpaceX uh, launch occurring? I've I've heard, but I've forgotten already. Um, we're, this is an Elon Musk project, and um, today's launch primarily tests the vehicle's ability to successfully separate from the first stage boosters and briefly reach orbit. The entire test, and that's what it is starting today, if successful, would take up roughly 90 minutes. That's not very long. While both are ultimately intended to be reusable, the first stage booster will make a splashdown in the Gulf of Mexico, while the capsule will land in the Pacific Ocean. Musk highlighted the uncertainty in the test, saying the vehicle has a 50% chance of reaching orbit. Well, um, if, if everything happened, it was, that launch was supposed to begin, I think, around 8 this morning. And evidently, um, a video of some sort is being streamed. Um, so, do you, um, did you find anything there? Said it's happening in Florida. I think at the Kennedy Space Center. Okay. That's in uh, yeah. Merritt Island, Florida. And um, has it happened yet? No. So okay. it's been, from what I'm reading, it says it's been delayed until the 24th now. Oh, okay. So there must be some something, mechanical problems yeah, or something. Evidently. What about the Sudan? Um, basically, the headline simply says, Unrest. Here's the article. Dozens were killed and hundreds more were injured over the weekend as fighting broke out between Sudan's military and an imposing militia. The violence is the latest roadblock for the Horn of Africa country, which is struggling to transition to democracy and has been doing so since 2019 protests ousted the longtime military dictator Omar 
al-Bashir. The current conflict pits two former allies against each other. We're talking about the current Sudanese army head general, Abdul Fattah al-Burhan, and Lieutenant General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, who is the leader of the powerful paramilitary Rapid Support Forces. The two men joined together in a 2021 military coup to forestall fledgling, fledgling, there we go, plans to hand over power to civilians. But a late 2022 transition agreement with the pro-democracy supporters provoked tensions between the two men, specifically around plans to integrate Hamden's militia into the broader Sudanese army. Both sides made claims of success over the weekend in the capital of Khartoum, where a four-hour humanitarian ceasefire was called yesterday. Hmm. Well, let's uh, turn our attention to India. India is on track now to pass China as the world's most populous country. This should occur sometime this month. Experts say, uh, and um, it's a position held by China since the United Nations began tracking data in 1950. Both countries updated population data last summer. It is possible that the changeover, changeover has already occurred, but models project India will end the year with about 1.429 billion people. China, 1.426 billion. So, um, three billion more people. No, three, it's three-tenths of... Never mind. I, don't, I can't do my math in my head here. <laughs> Going on, India has added one billion people in the past 70 years, and analysts say the country's growing population may position it as a top economic power in coming decades. They go on, more than 40% of the population is under 25 years old, with an overall median age of 28, compared to 38 in the U.S. and 39 in China. Hmm. Conversely, the rapid growth has sustained public services and health infrastructure, among other challenges. I said su sustained. That is completely wrong. It's strained. Let me do that sentence again. The rapid growth has strained public services and health infrastructure, among other challenges. It makes much more sense. What about the U.S.? What do we have? We have 333 million people. That's a growth of 0.4% last year. Okay. Um, 
this uh, item is called Paging Dr. Robot. And it caught my eye. Uh, it says, did you know that 100,000 knee replacement surgeries fail every year? Did not know that. What's more, 50% of, revirgin, of, of revision surgeries are related to instability, malalignment, or malposition. Another fact, joint replacement methods have remained relatively unchanged for multiple decades. Uh, but it goes on to say two founders of monogram orthopedics recently made history in this industry. You know, I'm, I think the uh, statistic is interesting, but now I realize this article is more of an advertisement for that organization. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, let's see here. Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Take That tapped to perform at King Charles' coronation. That's going to be on May 7th. Prince Charles becomes King Charles. Um, let's see here. I think we had the, um, the world's Women's World Hockey Championship this weekend. It was uh, USA versus Canada, and the USA won six to three. Women's World Hockey Championship. You see, Oklahoma wins the second straight NCAA gymnastics national title. And they go on to say Trinity Thomas, who's from Florida, Ties the record with 28 career perfect tens. You know, you do an Olympic event, I'm sorry, a gymnastics event, and, you know, if you are perfect, it's a 10. I think so. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera, Broadway's longest running show, closed this weekend. After a 35-year run, 14,000 performances. Whew. Remarkable. What else do we have? Let me turn the page here, see if anything else pops up. Um, the European Space Agency, we had me, Elon Musk, earlier, but this is another uh, space story, if you will. Um, they launched, they're, they're launching um, the JUICE space probe. What a name, JUICE. <laughs> Just like orange juice. Anyway, uh, this mission will study three of Jupiter's icy moons. Um, thought to harbor subsurface oceans, right? Um, what else do we have? This is in the area of science and technology. Uh, 
multi-ethnic and have women in a number of high ranks. I'm not sure that's a good story. Okay. A new study finds that the January 22 Tongan volcano eruption was the strongest natural explosion in more than a century, creating waves over 150 feet tall in some spots. Refresh Tongan, T-O-N-G-A-N. That volcano, um, is that in Mexico or I just can't remember. Um, we'll get the answer here in a moment. In the meantime, um, let's see here. Oh. I... I, it's very upsetting, all these um, shootings, right? Yes. And I hate to add to it, but here's another story. At least four killed, 20 others injured in a shooting following an altercation at a birthday party in the town of Dadeville, Alabama. Um, Montana lawmakers vote to ban downloads of TikTok in the state Friday. The first such ban on civilian use in the U.S. where law won't ban use of app where it has already been downloaded. I really don't understand. Um, here's more on that um, knee surgery and stuff or rather this is more uh, um, not just knees but all joint replacement surgeries anyway they say um I guess the company is um, making surgical robots and 3D printed custom fit implants. And they're hoping to improve um, joint replacements. I don't know. Did you find anything on Tongan? Uh, It just says that the... uh... Where is that? It's on, it's on the island. Uh, the island of Tonga is. Uh, oh, it's uh, in the South Pacific Ocean. South Pacific. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let's see here. Um, I guess we're done with that report. I don't see anything else here worth uh, particularly looking at. 
936 now. Um, let's see, we did this story, the Sudan. Interesting story. Um, Ukraine. There's a story here that says some Ukrainian soldiers are trying to ensure that even if they die in war, their partners can still build families. And um, what, what's happening? They're they're freezing sperm uh, to make a patriotic statement. Um, uh, okay, this story, um, this is a follow-up. You may re re recall the Uvalde, Texas um, situation, terrible situation, where... Uh, That's it's been about a year, hasn't it, since that happened? Almost. I think it happened in May of last year. Um, two children, a burst of gunfire, and the year that came after is the headline. And it goes on when um, a gunman opened fire in two classrooms in Uvalde, Texas. Nineteen children died. Two fourth graders wounded in the massacre are still trying to recover. A whole year has passed. Let's see here. Pakistan. Says economic crisis mutes Ramadan, Ramadan celebrations. Um, rampant inflation, damaged crops, and the war in the Ukraine have sent food prices soaring during the Muslim holy month of daytime fasting and nighttime feasting. Hmm. Let's see here. This headline says, Killing on Live TV Renews Alarm About India's Slide Toward Extrajudicial Violence. The victim was a former politician, a notorious criminal, and a Muslim. Afterward, two government officials described the killing as akin to divine justice. Wow. Amazing. In another story, the European Union cries foul as Poland and Hungary ban Ukraine grain imports. Um, the European Union lifted tariffs on Ukrainian grain last year, but farmers say they are suffering from a glut of produce in Europe. Let's see here. Here in the, our nation, Supreme Court weighs clash of postal workers' Sabbath and Sunday deliveries. 
The justices have been receptive to claims of religious freedom and may take a broad view of a federal law that requires employers to reasonably accommodate workers' religious practices. But the focus of this is on our postal system. Let's see here. Here's a story that says a century-old mystery surfaces from Lake Superior. A lumber fleet left docks of Bar, um, Baraga, Baraga? Um, I'm not sure it's how it's pronounced, but it's B-A-R-A-G-A. -A. That's up in Michigan. And this um, lumber fleet left the docks there in 1914 and was never seen again. A team of ship, shipwreck hunters found two of the vessels, what now is more than a hundred years later. That would be kind of an interesting story. I'll try to look it up and bring it into a future edition. Um, do you have a pet? Yes. Dog or cat? Cat. Okay. Um, it, I, I, may, I may be mistaken, but when I was growing up, we had dogs. A dog. Always, through my life. And... Um, I do not recall my mom um, discussing what we fed the dog. Uh, I do not think it was table scraps, um, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, um, I think it was dog food of some kind. But I, you know, but I, mercy, uh, myself included, we have become so much more interested in feeding our pets properly. And uh, with and I think my dogs have become more fussy, if you know what I mean. And um, I buy what I consider a high quality dog food. And then, um, you know, if they turn their nose up at it a little bit, you read about it online or something like that or ask questions from our local pet stores. And um, anyway, the uh, so some say, you know, well, add some plain yogurt to it or something like that. And um, that has helped in our case. But, you know, there's, there's all these... Um, um, things to do. And um, I guess a lot has changed, particularly since the pandemic, um, COVID and all that, with pet food. So just FYI for your information. Um, it's Here's a 
a small headline says, as the United States tries to isolate China, German companies move closer. And um, basically what they're getting at, that some companies are expanding in China, reluctant to leave a huge market, um, but they need to refinance operations back home. All right. Silicon Valley. Um, let's see how Silicon Valley's banks' failure could have spread far and wide. New research suggests large parts of the country remain vulnerable to widespread bank failure in the event of a run on deposits. Well, um, let's see, what else do I, did I find this morning? Um, Google devising radical search changes to beat back AI rivals, AI being artificial intelligence. They go on, the tech giant is sprinting to protect its core business with a flurry of projects, including updates to its search engine and plans for an all-new search engine. It's Google. It's funny how we've come to uh, saying, uh, Google that, won't you? you know? <laughs> and uh, whether we're using Google or not, it, it it's means search the topic on your computer or your phone. Let's see here. What else? Um... See, Iliad Kipshogi. Um, I'm I'm in a dark spot here. Kipshogi, K I P. We're gonna Google it, right? K I P, C H O G E. Iliad Kipshogi. Um. It says here he is a Kenyan long-distance runner who competes in the marathon and formerly specialized at the 5,000-meter distance. Okay. So he's a runner. And it says here um, his next feat, the Tactical Boston Marathon, which is a tricky, hilly beast of a course, and it's humbled legends in the past. But the question is, can... Iliad Kipchoge, master of speed tackle, heartbreak hill. Master of speed tackle, heartbreak hill. I emphasized the wrong word, didn't I? <laughs> anyway, I guess we'll find out. Um, 
Another uh, person here, Helen Ibiri, Obiri, uh, moved from Kenya to Boulder, Colorado to chase a running accomplishment. She has yet to achieve dominance in the marathon. Um, here's a blurb. It says, Michael Jordan was an activist after all. Where Jordan wasn't vocal about social science like today's NBA stars, but his secret brand of activism is a key reason they have the spotlight now. All right. Let's see here. Uh, obviously, today a free for all, free for all edition. Let me give you a rundown of what's coming up this week. Tomorrow, Trimble Local School District will be our topic. John Hertz, the superintendent there, and he's going to be our guest. He was my superintendent. On Wednesday, Race for a Reason is our topic. Bill Hoschild and some others will be present. And... Um, that's a, an event that the Sports Administration Graduate Program at Ohio University, let me add, which has been named the best in the world. The best program for training sports management personnel. Um, anyway, uh, they put this event on each year in conjunction with uh, Bill Hoschild and um, Race for a Reason which if I'm not mistaken it was uh, Bill's idea from the very beginning and how many years has that been going on it was 21 or something like that anyway it's a big deal Race for a Reason will be our topic on Wednesday on Thursday it's our monthly visit from the mayor Steve Patterson joins us. So we'll learn more about the city of Athens. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. Power narratives to shape our perception of reality. Anyway, there's a, a blurb here. It says, A swashbuckling tale of mutiny took him where the soul of man dies. The Wager, that's David Grand's new book, is as much a rousing adventure as an exploration of the power of narratives to shape our perception of reality. Hmm. Uh, you know, um, some people love to read. Um, that has never really been in my makeup. It was in mine when I was younger, but now I, I don't anymore unless it's like something like true crime book that real it, that really interests me. My mother would encourage me so much. 
and hand me a book and say, here, this is a great one, you know? And I truly can't remember really um, saying, I read that book, I read that book, you know, stuff like that, even the most classics. But um, I do a lot of reading, just not books. <laughs> books and uh, what do you call it? Um, Mag like magazines? Recreational. Oh, okay. You know, not all my reading is business oriented <laughs> or something like that. All right. The Brooklyn Bridge is uh, getting a much-needed scrub as part of a $300 million restoration effort. Brooklyn Bridge. George Santos received $5,300 in donations. He refunded far more. Mr. Santos, a first-year House Republican from New York, has returned nearly $8,400 in donations so far this year and, re and has reported no spending on lawyers or trips. Okay. Rutgers University, faculty members there have suspended their strike Evidently, with progress made on pay increases and job security, classes are expected to resume today. I had not heard about that, but... Um, oh, we talked about it on the on our news last week. Okay. Um... A jury in Delaware is being asked to weigh the limits of first of the First Amendment. Uh, this deals with Fox News, um, which is on trial, you might say, and so are falsehoods about 2020. Another question in the case is whether the network will pay a financial penalty for disseminating election lies. Wow. I think I just heard on uh, CBS News uh, at the top of the hour here. Uh, I think they said that it got delayed another 24 hours okay. by the judge. So it'll start tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> well, um, the relentless uh, succession of storms that California, um, uh, that, that occurred in California... Uh, now is creating a conditions for a wondrous display of um, basically a bounty of wildflowers um, in California. Uh, my uh, stepson Paul, Mercy, um, as he drives, um, he has about an hour and a half drive to his office and so obviously he has a good bit of work done at home but um, when he drives he says it's amazing the um, explosion of blooms and flowers and things like that remarkable he lives in Riverside California 
All right, let's see here. Yeah, we've done all of those. Um, let's see here. Um, in terms of obituaries, um, it says Edward H. Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R who built an advertising empire. He died. He's 96. Goes on known for his iron resolve and his attention to detail. He transformed gray, G-R-E-Y, advertising from a mid-sized agency into a multinational powerhouse. Keith Johnstone, champion of imp Improvisational theater. He died. He was 90. They go on the theatrical games and performance techniques that Mr. Johnstone developed became a familiar part of the acting arsenal. Uh, okay. Hedda Kleinfeld Schachter. Schachter? Schachter, I'm not sure. Forgive me. She dies. She's 99. She was 99. She built an empire of tall, T-U-L-L-E, and satin. Kleinfeld and Son. A bridal superstore that became a New York City institution. There's even that TV show about... Um, uh, picking a bridal dress. Uh, I don't know what channel it's on, but anyway. Um, Rachel Pollack, a transgender, transgender activist and authority on tarot, tarot, car, tarot books. Tarot cards? Yeah. Do they pronounce the T? I always, thought, I always thought they did. Okay. Well, anyway, she passed. She was 77. It goes on. Her science fiction writing won awards. Her tarot books, or tarot books, won her a devo devoted following. All right. Well, folks, um, we're out of time. As I said, uh, tomorrow our topic will be um, the Trimble Local School District. John Hurt will be our guest. He's the superintendent there. Um, Weather-wise, it's 46 degrees here on Columbus Road right now, and they say we're only going to get 3 degrees warmer as the day goes on. Tomorrow, though, 61. Wednesday, 77. And on uh, Thursday, 84. All right. Be careful there. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast,